0: Join Reddit on Wiki every Monday and Friday for some of the most jaw-dropping stories Reddit has to offer. With each episode, John, Sean, and Josh meticulously curate the most engaging content from Reddit, transforming it into a podcast experience filled with laughter, awe, and sometimes disbelief. I, I bet. Get ready for a roller coaster ride of emotions with the most captivating stories from the corners of the internet. Subscribe to Reddit on Wiki wherever you get your podcasts. Uh Wait, Natasha, you are like the you are like I feel like the moming expert. What do you do? How do you pack to get organized? Like I'm realizing, like before a trip, like vacation. Yeah. Do you make a checklist or anything? Like, do you guys have a big, I feel like I picture you having a big whiteboard in your kitchen and everybody has an assignment. Am I, am I giving you a lot of organizational I love credit? You that you
1: think I'm that organized and that I put out that perception to the world that I'm that organized, but no, um, I, mean, I mean, listen, like Sam, she puts together in her journal, like she puts together a whole checklist. She draws her outfits and designs them. Packs it all herself. Sam, I am not that personality. And you know, once you've been doing vacations with kids for a few more years, you just it gets ingrained in you like, okay, what to pack, how to do it, what snacks do I need for the airplane, entertainment for the plane, toys I need for the place that I'm going to if there's no toys there. Yeah. I mean, start with a checklist if that works for you. But I've always. (laughs) Figure it out the morning of, kind of gal. I'm, and I always figure, uh, I always think in my head, what can I not replace there if I forget it? Like medications or something like that. And then that I make sure that I've packed. Okay. And I figure try my best with the rest, but worst case scenario, I could just buy it when I get there if I forgot something. Good point. Good point. And we are traveling
0: to Michigan and Maine where our families are. So anything that we forget, we'll just be there. So that's a good point. Yeah. Um, no, I was I was saying to you, I'm sort of panicking this morning because my 17-year-old niece, actually, you can give me help with this too, is coming to <laughs> L.A., so by the way, this is like everybody's like nervous, right? Because she's she is 17. I'm curious if Sam has traveled on her own. She's traveling by herself for the first time flying. So and, – and 17 is almost there, right? But she's very little. Totally she's like – she's very little. I'm like, oh, my God. Do not talk to anybody. Oh, my God. She's like 5 – Two or 5-1 And so she's flying by herself From Boston to Los Angeles And back She's here for like five days We're planning out what she wants to do She wants to go to Universal Theme Park for the day Okay I don't know It's just, you know, it's a lot Like what do you, what do, you do with 17-year-olds, you know? Oh my
1: gosh I mean, <laughs> one is just like You're at that age Like we're at that age Where we're just like we thought we were still cool and could relate to like younger people. Like I'm not that old, but I feel like the last couple of years, my kids have humbled me that I'm not that cool anymore. Like, for example, I was just coming downstairs to do the podcast with you. And I told Sam, I was like, I'm off to do my podcast, you know, see you in a little bit. And she goes, what did she say? She goes, go do crime. I was like, oh, what? what does that mean? Like, I don't know commit that a crime. And she was like, oh, mom, no, like, like, go kill it. Go do crime. It's like, wow. Thanks for taking me down a notch right before I have to hop on here. So um, realize you're not that cool. And if she tells you go do I'm crime, she does not want to literally commit a felony, apparently.
0: Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you think 17, like, because everybody, we're all like, my brother, you know, is calling and we're like, all right, how do we, you know, we could like track her phone. But do you think 17 is fine to
1: travel on her own? She's very excited about this. Totally. I would let, I would let Sam, well, I would let the girls travel by themselves together. If Sam was all alone and, you know, she's about to be 15, I would feel comfortable because now you can get a pass if you're traveling with a minor to go all the way to the gate. So they don't have to do security and everything else by themselves. So you get them all the way to the gate and, you know, wave for farewell as they actually, you see them get on the airplane. I think that's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, what, what worst case scenario, what could happen? Like some creepy guy, you know, tries to tell her to what get off on a different flight. Like there's nowhere that somebody could kidnap her to.
0: No, I think you're right. I think, um, and and she's not really naive, you know? I mean, I feel like that's the thing about kids today. I think they're more aware. I think they're, like, a little less trusting or they question, I think, authority, like, a little more than maybe we did. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. no, I mean, I just feel like, I don't know, you know, sometimes I'm sure when you've traveled over the years, mostly this would happen to me on Amtrak, you just, like, attract some guy that, you know, wanted to chat or whatever the entire trip. And you're like, okay, get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> How do i get away from you you know so i just think about that like oh uh, does some guy see she's traveling by herself and is like oh you know can i help you with your luggage or where are you going and then she's sort of yeah you know saddled with this asshole weirdo for like the whole trip but i think she'll be fine she's pretty assertive i so it'll be good and you they know make
1: minors wear like those boarding pass necklaces so you know, like the flight they attendants do? know that she's minor. Yeah. Oh, they, have really? to, they wear these, like they get the airlines, give them these like name badges that hang as a necklace. That's like minor traveling alone, which I wonder if she gets that like when she checks into the airport a, a big flag to any creepers out there. Like, yay, yeah, I'm by myself. But, um, the, the flight crew that way, you know, knows to keep an eye on her. Interesting. Okay, I'm sure she'll be fine. Tell her just to buy her headphones, put them on as soon as she sits down so nobody will try and, like, engage in conversation with her. Well, believe
0: me, she's not nervous. She's so excited. She's ready to travel by herself. She's, you know, you know, she's 17. She knows it all. She's, like, ready to hop on that Delta flight and order, you know, a club soda or whatever (laughs) it is. I'm sure she'd like to be ordering something else. But, you know, she she's like already she's like, oh, stop!" you know, you guys are so annoying. Like, I'm fine. I've gone to other places by myself. I'm like, all right, well, this is all the right. first time you've solo flown across the country. So it's a big deal. So anyway, but is I have uh, an
1: expectation that you're like the cool aunt, the fun aunt. I mean, you have your social media personality. You do these podcasts, reality TV shows. You live in L.A., do you feel like there's, like, an expectation of you're the fun one?
0: Well, yes and no. I think she she is very proud of everything I do. But she also realized Dan and I are losers, that we also go to bed at, like, nine. And, and I, I told her – I was like – I told her when we came out here, I'm like – You know, Dan still has to work. I still have to do some work. We are, you know, we have KJ. You know, we got to get KJ to school. KJ is up faithfully at like 5.45 or 6 a.m. every morning. You know, we cannot, you know, not that she has this expectation that we're going to go out to these like Hollywood parties, but I think Mm -hmm. that's the only thing I was like, you know, we go to bed at like nine, like maybe one night we'll stay out, but we're not, you know, we still have KJ, like we can't, you know, she's, she's fine with that. I think she'll be fine with that. It's summer break. It's Los Angeles. I think we're going to do a lot during the day. So she'll be, you know, really well, you know, like well stimulated. There'll be, there's so much to see. We're going to go on a Hollywood tour. We're going to the beach, you know, we're going on a college tour. Like there's a lot happening. So I think it will be fine that we're not going out at night, but, um, yeah, she was like, like I think night we'll get out of the Santa Monica Pier like at night or something.
1: But I'm like, that's the craziness of it. Yeah. So anyway, oh, um, it's gonna be so much fun. She's gonna love it. I can. It'll be fine. Wait. Don't worry about it.
0: I know. Thank you. I feel like so much better, and I'm super excited because she does really want to go to Universal, which I've never been to the Universal theme park here. So I'm sure it'll oh, yeah. be unbelievable. You've probably been to the one in Florida, I bet, numerous times, right?
1: Oh, I love it. You know, when the kids got a little old for Disney, we like I was faithful Disney. Like that was my only theme park. But then they get a little older, you know, they go out of the princess meet and greets. So we would go over to Universal and we did like the wizardly world of Harry Potter. Yeah, I think they have a Harry Um, Potter world. loved it. It was amazing. Really? Highly, highly recommend it to any moms planning like their Florida theme park trip for the year. Do the Harry Potter world. So much fun. That's how I felt about Disney. I was
0: such a Disney hater until we took my niece, who's now 17, but we took her when she was nine. And I was like, I'm a Disney fanatic. I'm like, I'm going to wear the, I'm going to have all the Disney, I'm going to wear the stupid Winnie the Pooh earrings. I'm going to trade badges. Like I was obsessed. It was the, it was amazing staying at, uh, we stayed, you know, we splurged, we stayed on the monorail. It was like Unreal. It was the best trip of um, our lives. We talk about it all the time. It's so magical. It is truly magical. Like the people, the, and you know what? I had this expectation of the food was going to be such crap. Like I was like, oh, a week of eating shit. Like the food, we mm-hmm. got reservations at restaurants at Epcot. And uh, the food was like unbelievable, like five star. And then they yeah. made, it was Dan's birthday. So I don't even know who, told. Ta- I think Mel, our girl Mel from the radio was like, oh, you know, they'll make a custom cake. They made Dan this like homemade, amazing custom cake in two days. It was unbelievable. And they were like, you know, if we'd had more time, we could have done an even more elaborate. I'm like more elaborate. This is like unbelievable.
1: It is the most magical place on earth. I mean, it really is. It is. It is. I'm so sad that my kids have kind of outgrown it. I think I'm going to force them to go and use Harry as the excuse because he's never been like, oh, he's going to love to go, you know, in the next year or two. But I miss it. I miss it so much. I miss the excitement of when you like go through the gates and it's everything's clean and sparkly and perfect. And you're in this little insulated bubble that everything is happy and magical and wonderful. As long as you get the fast pass, because if you have to wait in those lines, then the magic disappears. Oh, God. And you will pay, you know, 40 bucks for a hamburger. But other than those two, love it, miss it, want it, it. Maybe that's what I need because I am so overwhelmed by summer already and we're only like a week in. I know you Maybe are. Maybe I need, I need a little Mickey Mouse magic to rejuvenate myself.
0: Um, is hard, Sarah. Girl, I know. Believe me, I know. When I have my three kids, I'm like – uh, I don't know. I'm already taking notes from you. You have a lot. To line. The only, I am taking this note, which is I'm getting them on the fucking day camp. camp. I'm reserving camp, 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 camp. The year before. Like I am, cause, cause, yeah, cause summer so far is great for us because KJ's in school, right? Like he's still in this. I mean, they call it school, it's daycare or whatever, you know. So I don't have that. What am I going to do all day with these kiddos? And you, yeah, I know you do
1: like the girls oh I gosh, just I'm missing it because it's it's easier with Harry because you know he's so happy if we go to the park, go to the splash park, go to the pool whatever. But with the girls, I don't they can probably hear me from upstairs. But I yeah. don't know what to do with them. It's like we can go to the mall, but otherwise they want to just like vegetate and, you know, quote unquote relax, but it's they can't just lay around all day for the entire summer. Like, I know some are supposed to be a part of that. I guess that's what I'm struggling with and would love to hear from other moms about. how much do you let them just, you know, relax, have their screen time, do whatever they want to do, lay around, watch TikTok, whatever. And how much do you like force them to get outside, do some activities? Because it's unhealthy just to lay around all day, every day. God, I feel old saying that. That's well, all I wanted have- to do this summer when I
0: was a kid. But Oh, me too. I know, right? And you slept in late. Um, hmm. That's a really good one because I feel like you definitely need to get outside every single day, especially in the summer. It's like the sun is great. It's beautiful. Um, yeah. But at the same time, right, you do have this window for a very short period of your life where you don't have to work and you can veg out all day because as you know, right, wait till you get to college and then wait till you graduate. And then you have a job where you get like three
1: weeks vacation time a year maybe. <laughs> That's it. And then you have kids, and that your summer uh, okay. all of a sudden becomes the hardest part of the year. I so, don't know. Yeah, there's if something. Let them have summer to be summer. What about just- like when you were kids? Summer was just fun. Like you didn't have all these planned activities. All of their friends, they're in different lessons, they're in different camps, they're going on international vacations. Like, oh, for I believe a that. Month. What? For a month? Where? With their families? Yes. I believe. In. Yeah. with like families, they're just like, Oh, we're going to go stay, you know, in Spain for the summer. Like, Oh my gosh, what world am I living in? I feel like the, the odd person out living in this super rich County of like one percenters, but I don't know. I don't know. I feel a lot of pressure to like make summer be amazing. But when I was a kid, summer was amazing because you did nothing.
0: Yeah. And all your friends did too. Right. But uh, it's so funny you say that it's yeah. the same here. Like uh, so many of the kids, um, cause obviously Dan works for a soccer club. Oh my God. They're all mm. going on European vacations and Mexico and you know, or they're flying to Maine for private camps and then they come back and then they do a soccer yes. camp and private training. It is like, I know, I know it's, it is again, I think, I think if we didn't live in these like Elite cities Mm -hmm. I think most kids in between right Like most kids in other states are probably doing Exactly what you and I did Going over to their friend's house sitting outside Sitting lounging around you know Going Mm -hmm. to the movie theater something like that But we are in these weird Silos where the kids They're going to Europe For weeks on end I know It's it's
1: so relieved to hear that you is like experience the same thing like around LA because it's I feel oh. like a crazy person with all these big other time. parents who think it's totally normal. Big Dude. time. The big highlight of my summer was going on like church camp for for two weeks. We would go to our like our church camp at some you know grubby lake in the middle of Central Florida. That was the highlight of the summer. But these kids,
0: <laughs> we didn't go. We- I mean yeah We went to our grandparents We went to our cousin's house We did all kinds of local things We never went to camps When we were um, young. I never I never went Of course <laughs> Like I couldn't stay away From my parents Like I was homesick Until I was in 8th grade that's a whole nother Aww. story. <laughs> no, I literally like I was Sam's age and we they did a um, I think it was three nights. Like it was a big thing in eighth grade. It was your eighth grade class trip. They did three nights at this place called Chawanky, which was like this really. I'm <laughs> sorry. what like, oh, Chawanky. Chewon- 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 <laughs> and oh, it's like a famous in Maine, like can't summer. It's, it's like summer camp. Like all these rich kids go. It's very artsy Montessori. And, okay. um, you know, they have these beautiful they have these like beautiful huts you know that you stay in anyway it was like a big deal that was what we did so I can remember I was like 14 almost 15 I was like mom I have to spend the night like I have to stay all three nights it's embarrassing like if I have to call you and you have to come and that was it I I stayed all three nights and then I could stay away from my parents but it was yes so I never went anywhere until and then I I do remember we did take a European vacation my sophomore year or something of college or high school for three weeks, which was like a huge deal. We'd never been. We went with my gunkles. That was like a huge, That but that was like the only time. Gunkles. So yeah. <laughs> the gunkles, the gunkles like were I very sophisticated. So they had set that up and um, that was like an amazing trip too. Mm-hmm. But, um,
1: but these kids that get to go. I like and- that standard. That standard feels attainable then the one of that all their peers, for example, okay. Sam's birthday is in July, like the end of July. I had to plan her birthday party for this Friday because all of her friends will be gone either at like these amazing camps, like you described, like one is going off to Maine to like this beautiful camp for a month and all the other ones are traveling. They're going on these amazing international vacations for weeks on end. So we have to do her birthday party this Friday instead. Like, well, in July, let's see, we will probably go to Florida, maybe for 4th of July. And that, that's it. Good, I think Harry's taking, you know, like a tennis camp, a half-day camp. And that's that's the excitement for July. Why is that not okay enough? It is.
0: It's mm-hmm. it's us. It's you and me thinking, like, we have to do all these things to keep up with the Joneses. And my theory is now living in, uh, you know, of course, we've, we both lived in the Washington, D.C. area. You still do. It's very rich there. It's very rich here. My philosophy is now I am saying to my children— Get your ass out there and get with the richest friends that you can find. So when they go to Europe for the summer, your dad and I can you can, you travel along with them. Get your ass out there and get rich friends. I don't want I don't want to hear this that you you're friends with Tommy down the street who also lives in an apartment. Get the fucking mansion in Beverly Hills. You go get best friends with them and you're going with them. Like that's not. Oh I, am, I am get your,
1: i am gentle parenting like find saris. a friend with a private shed
0: shit. yeah i i, I have I love friends it. i
1: love it although it
0: sounds I guess, like
1: fine parenting to me
0: right enough's enough like i'm not you know okay you can go back and have all these common friends whatever get these kids here have private jets get on one that's what i'm like how's that
1: i love it that just solution to all my problems i've just been doing it all wrong. well
0: you're gonna find out because sam's going to a very nice high school next year so you'll but i i feel less i don't feel at all like the pressure because here's the thing you've seen this i'm sure i've seen it for years i have friends who grew up, I mostly met them in college and then beyond, but they grew up in private Mm -hmm. schools and all this stuff. And in the end of the day, they're no further ahead than anybody else. They've had all the same problems or anxiety or less anxiety or this or that. They've dealt with everything. Some of them, yes, like some of them have gone on to go to Harvard and they're MIT scientists, a couple of them, but most of them are like everybody else. So
1: don't feel any pressure. 100%.
0: Don't, no, wait, I do have, I do have, what are you doing for Sam's birthday party? This is so fun. You, we saw you plan Harry's amazing rock climbing. Tell
1: us what you're doing for Sam's. let me tell you. I mean, I've talked about it, I think a couple times on here. The birthday party standard for teenagers in this area is ridiculous. I mean, I told you about like the, one of the last ones, her friends, they had the, they had, it was a sleepover, but what happened before the just normal sleepover was the par- parents rented a party bus that took them to go see dc at night and then when they came back they hired a private sushi chef to cater it for these teenage girls like that w- that's just the last one but fantastic the, sam the, is doing it r- right they're insane they ran out Nat stadium like ridiculous birthday party awesome. so you know the beauty of a teenage girl, or at least of them, is, I mean, it's kind of sad too, but they don't want me to plan these theme parties anymore for them. They just, they just, you know, like Sam wants to, she wants to go to a local water park. So I had to rent a car to fit all these kids because my car only is a five seater. So that was a big splurge. I rented a big SUV so I could drive them all to this water park. I don't know what I'm going to do for the hours that were there because, you know, I'm like... I feel like I'm not supposed to be hanging out. Although Sam was sweet last night. She did say, she goes, mom, you know, you could sit with us. Cause all my friends think you're really cool. I was like, Oh, that made my <laughs> night. You know? But so they're going to the water park coming back here. They're all going to get ready, which I do have anxiety about. I mean, you can kind of see my basement here, like where the girls' rooms are. It's nothing fancy or anything. It's certainly these girls all live in amazing, like Bethesda, Potomac mansion homes. So like, I feel a little bit of, you know, an inferiority complex that they're going to get ready here in our little, our little cabin, but whatever. And then here's the other part that I feel kind of bad about, but it's what Sam chose. Like she wants to go to Cheesecake Factory for her big dinner with her friends. I love that. These other kids go to, you know, like Morden Steakhouse and stuff. And we're going to Cheesecake Factory. But I have to keep reminding myself, one This is what she wants to do. If she wanted to do something fancier, we could. But this is what she's happy with. And I should be grateful that I have a kid that isn't a snob and thinks Cheesecake Factory is nice enough. Um, So I just I got to I got to remind myself that that she's happy, which is what's the most important. We don't have it's not a competition to keep up with all these other. No, really rich parents. Oh, so wow. yeah, so that and that—that's the end of it. She didn't want to have anybody sleep over. I keep telling myself that it's just because Sam likes, you know, her quiet and her peaceful bedroom, and not because our house is too embarrassing to sleep over at. Like, I hope that's the reason. And and that's it. That's oh my it god! For her birthday, her fifteenth birthday.
0: That's awesome. It will be perfect. You guys are going to create amazing memories, and these rich kids are going to go. <gasps> You know, I went to this restaurant, this really low-end dining restaurant called Cheesecake Factory for the very first time. It was an unbelievable experience. <laughs> you know, they'll be very, they'll be like, see, Nat, you're showing them. I and, love it. You're showing them. Like, that'll be like like a KJ, you know what I mean? They're going to come to like rustic Maine and sleep out like, you know, under the stars. They'll be like, wow, we went to this place in Maine. I don't even remember if it had electricity, you know, like, like <laughs> I yeah. love it. Yeah. yeah. They're going to love it. Let's
1: hope so from your lips. Let's oh, hope so. they're going
0: to have a ball. They're going to have so much fun. I think, you know, I'd be curious too. asking these kids like, okay, that, you know, you lots of times you wonder, do these parents do these things for the parents or for the kids, you know? To me, it's like such a flex when the parents rent out Nat stadium. It's for them. It's not for, you know, I don't think most 16-year-olds or 17-year-olds, they don't give a shit. They're in high school drama, as you know. Like, did this boy show up? Or they don't get, did this boy not show up? You know, my friends hate me. You know, it's, you know, they don't care where the location is. It's all that stuff.
1: That's true. It is just a flex of, like, look how much money I have that this is the party I can throw my kid. I can top your party that was, you know some other ridiculous, run it out the Congressional Country Club. And yeah, it is. And I just, I kind of want to just stay outside of that. You know what? I'm kind of grateful. I'm actually really grateful that the girls, even though they're in that environment, are not of that mindset. Oh yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not realistic and it's not what makes you happy. You know, their dad millions and millions of dollars towards the end. They wanted for absolutely nothing and it wasn't happy. Nobody was happy. So I try, I need to, I think this is more lesson for me than even for the kids that money doesn't make you happy. It's not a competition showing off who has what because in the end, what does that matter? It's just creating more, the next generation of little competitive snobs and, oh, yeah, it's all about what what we have, which is we have a home that's full of love, unconditional love, being yourself, accepting each other, and, and that's what's important. At Look, the end of the day. when
0: you write that book, I mean, there's a whole chapter on that. I mean, you have lived yeah. like we talked about when we first sat down for the interview. You guys had that Potomac Mansion, you know, and I was like, oh my we god, we were I'm, those people. I'm that so did jealous.
1: a party bus and cater uh, <laughs> sushi. We <laughs> yes.
0: were. We were that family. But what, you know, I mean, it looked great. Like, like when I was telling you, oh my God, I was so jealous when you guys bought that house. But like you said, it was so like, it looks great from the outside, but what's happening on the inside, it's it's lots of times, lots of times, right? It's so, it's so miserable.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it really was. You know, it's funny. Um, I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I think it's totally fine. You know, we just had Yeah. <laughs> Do you love that one? <laughs> well well like we I always totally we always it. say that, right? But we always we're like, oh well should we talk about this? Yes, let's talk about it. Why not? So I was going through Instagram this morning, you know, woke up, wake up crazy early, have my coffee, was scrolling through. And I saw that somebody from the radio station, and this is somebody that I'm actually friends with. So I know there was no malicious intent, but their Father's Day post post just came up on my feed today for whatever reason. And it was a post of Peter and the girls on like a trip to Disney World. And it was it was written in a very nice way. It was written, you know, to the girls. It was like, ladies, you know, remember how much your dad loved you and you were his world and blah, blah, blah. And I know this is a tough day. And I don't know, it's just, it struck me as it made me a little uncomfortable. On one hand, I know the intention was sweet and good. And I know, I feel like I can talk about their relationship and that kind of stuff. And I always only do it with their permission I always talk to them first but it's still weird seeing like other people post about my kids and him that's it's kind of weird right
0: yes that is the downside I think of being a public figure like you guys like you were saying in the last podcast in a way it's awesome right cuz the whole DC area has seen your two daughters grow up but then the downside is people feel even people we yeah, worked like with. Like right? they can own in it. Right? right. They feel like they have a part in that. And um, no, I think you're so right to bring this up. I can't. Uh, actually, I think you're very calm. I feel
1: like I would lose it, actually. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in if, a it way, else, if it was somebody else, if it was somebody else, the radio station that, you know, one of like the morning show crew that were absolutely horrible to me and I know had no good intent, I would be I'd be losing my shit but this is coming from a person that is like the only person I stayed friends with. I know he has a good heart and he meant it well. So I I didn't get, I, I thought about it. I tried not to react. And then I was like, do I comment or do I like it? I didn't know what to do. And then somebody in the comments wrote, um, what was it? He said, he was like, it's very telling who has, viewed, commented, or liked this post. You know, like there's obviously still a lot of hate. And I was like, is that geared towards me? Like, who else would that be geared towards that I didn't like it or comment on it? Like, it just, I don't know. So I went ahead and I sent them a message this morning and was just like, hi, you know, I appreciate you doing this. I know it came from a good place, but the girls are getting older now and they really want to be asked first before their image is used, especially if it has to do with them and their dad, you know, it it catches them off guard to see something on social media, like with their picture, with their dad, especially on Father's Day. That's a tough day that they weren't expecting, you know, from somebody that they don't have a relationship with. And as I say, like, so, you know, if you just wouldn't mind giving me a heads up first next time so I can run it past them, and he was, he was very sweet. He was like, absolutely, I'll definitely talk to you first. And I was like, by the way, was that last part geared towards me? And he said no, that it, that there's a lot of people around there, like around this radio station that still have a lot of hate or animosity. But I don't know if I believe him that it wasn't geared towards me. <laughs> are you trying to look it up now on your phone <laughs> yeah i feel like i i see you you I know there's like video I, on the zoom right i
0: know i feel like i'm
1: i oh i see know I, I know who i yeah I that's like who I, I that's like, who i thought who it was. was yeah who
0: i love yeah. too did who, you see yes yeah,
1: he's, i he, love too. Like, but did you see the comment part that was like it was one of his comments on the post i actually really like the pictures but um Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, there's sweet pictures of the girls with Peter at Disney when they were little.
0: <sighs> okay, hold on. I'm reading the comment.
1: It was like his comment on his own post. Is it still there?
0: hmm
1: Or did he take it down?
0: No, he, no, it's still there. I don't know how to read that either, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Did like you read it? Thanks for everybody else. analyzing it. right now well, it's I just think the comment, dead air. I think the comment you're talking about is this person writes, it means so much to see who views, likes, comments. Got to tell you, it really is telling. So thank you to those who understand the why and to those who don't get the why, dot, dot, dot. Well, that's not on me or us. Hashtag legacy. Means everything. Okay, wait. But I'm trying to read who into that because- towards Except for me. I think it could mean anything, anybody that worked. I mean, I think it could be geared towards me, right? Like, could be Like, I'm mutually friends with this person. And that, actually, That's that true. post never even came up on my Instagram at all. Like, I didn't even know it
1: was there. So It was weird that it just showed up today for me. But
0: you're, all right, so I should
1: take it. I should believe him when he says it, it wasn't geared towards me.
0: Everybody's I mean, he's algorithm. always treated
1: me like a friend. He's always been there when I needed him.
0: I think that could be a dig at like anybody from the past that didn't l- like it. I think. I don't know. That kind of is a bizarre comment. Um, now I'm like, is this about me? Because I like it. I like, feel <laughs> like, so vain. Wait a minute. Me. Is this about me? Because I didn't. Because, you know, but I get what you're saying. I mean, that's a really. How would you react if
1: you, I mean you know my story oh, girl, you know me I'm if
0: so, you were in my shoes You handled it perfect you handled it perfect Uh my Irish hot-headed temper at first I'd be like fuck you this is my family I live through it like that's weird to not give me a heads up But I'm with you like we know this person and this person is one of the funniest sweetest you know comes with a great heart you know Always the intention is loving. And that person was very close with
1: Peter for years and years and years. And and towards the end, he was the only one that was reaching out to him. Everybody else had, you know, cut themselves off from Peter.
0: No, I think it's fine. I think you handled it perfectly. I love the heads up, but I think this person has the greatest of intent. Like, there is no ill will. I think you're right. If it had been somebody else, probably would have lost it. But not. No, I agree. For that person, I think... They mean very we well. Yeah.
1: Do you think we're hypocrites that we even would get upset about that? that Probably. You <laughs> know, we put ourselves out there. I put my story out there in a very open, a, a very honest, but very open way. So You're do human. we get to have a say then if people write about us or our kids? So let me put it that way because I don't think either one of us would care if somebody said something about us. I mean, we'd care, but we wouldn't be like that's private. I
0: don't if care. We make at our
1: kids all. public. We, we make our kids public so then can we still get upset if other people post about our kids.
0: It just always depends on the context. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this like the, like it just totally depends on the context, right? Like if somebody was threatening your kids, like that would be right? You and I we'd both be like losing our minds. This person we know, you know, has the best of hearts, best of intentions. So then no. It's odd, right, when you step back from it, because most people don't feel as connected to your girls as like they would your neighbor's kids, right? Because they didn't see them or hear them on the radio for years. Um, But no, I think you have a great healthy balance of it. I think what you did was you handled it absolutely perfectly. And um, no, we, I I think you nailed it. And I, you know, I think that those pictures are really sweet. And, you know, that person knew him. And, Like we say about Peter, you know, that was what was so beautiful about the three-part podcast episode is like, yes, he did all these awful things to us, but also he was so ill, you know, like, and, and, um, it's sad that he's not here. I actually, I mean, how was, now that you've kind of asked it, like, how was your father's day? Like, are you guys doing okay? I mean, it's so hard because like you want him to be here for his daughters because he loved the girls so much. And then, you know, of course, as you know, right, addiction takes over and all these things and it breaks your heart.
1: Yeah, it was one. It was kind of like when I spoke about the anniversary of his death, where I asked people, do you bring it up if your kids aren't bringing it up, you know, because then it's going to upset them. I kind of felt the same way about Father's Day. But you know what I really felt bad about is Harry's dad is here, obviously, And like Harry and I, we did a card, you know, and we drew on it and got him a little gift and had it all ready to go Father's Day morning. And I did feel bad that I'm doing that with one while my other two have no dad to give a gift to. That felt, that made me really sad for them. Yeah. So we tried to focus on, you know, they have their grandpa's Like, you know, they, I called, I call my mom on FaceTime all the time anyway. So they got to talk to their pop pop and, you know, wish him a happy Father's Day and everything. So tried to just focus on that and not so much that they don't have one. Gosh, it's going to make me cry. I don't know. It's one of those that I'm figuring out as I go along, but it was, it was a weird day. I'll put it that way. But we mostly treated it like. Because Harry, when once Harry left and spent the day with his dad, we just treated like a like a fun day, a girls' day. Like we went to the mall and stuff. But
0: and my dad's been gone for twenty seven years, and I don't. That's I, true. How was Father's Day for you? Well, you know, I mean, I've spent so many years in therapy, like working through it now, you know, I feel like I think I've said this to you, I feel now more than ever, my dad is with me all the time. Decisions that I'm making, like just spiritually, you know, because you and I are very spiritual people all the time. I talk to him all the time. I just feel like he's always like right with me. So I don't, I don't do a lot of posts I guess about him um but then I feel like oh my god maybe I should because I did this one you know for Schman obviously I'm so lucky and KJ's so lucky to have Schman um but I don't usually post I never really post about my dad maybe I should I mean but I I feel so connected to him you know so but it's hard. It's really hard. And I can remember after he di- like uh, after he died. You know, the first year we didn't. I don't even think we really celebrated any holidays. We were so depressed, and it was like a long mm. time f- for Father's Day after till we kind of like, you know, would talk about him. We never really did anything on Father's Day like special to memorialize him. But yeah, it's hard. I think it, you know you have a great relationship with him. Just keep talking about it and what feels right to them.
1: Yeah. It's hard. I hate the ones that like the. We'll be going about our lives normal. You know, Peter comes up all the time. Well, he comes up in conversation. It's not weird at all. But I guess I'm still learning how to do this with a parent that's passed away. And like Father's Day totally caught me off guard. I guess I should have been thinking about it, but really, I don't know. I was thinking about making sure Harry had something for his dad and planning that out. And it just, I don't know. It just caught me off guard that, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really tough day for the girls, but we're figuring it out as we go.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, the best thing. Best. Yeah. And you guys, I love that you talk about him. I think that's the biggest thing. Keep talking about him and, you know, is there anything you guys want to talk about or say or, you know, cause I mean, you guys are still working through a lot a lot emotionally. And and you have to do it publicly. Like most people are never going to have pictures of their kids posted or talked about, you know? And so
1: you guys have to navigate all that. And it is really hard. Yeah. It's been coming up a lot lately because, you know, like I said in the last one, we're getting ready to move. Mm. And I have you know, when Peter passed away, I kept all of the furniture in the house because he had really nice furniture and it was a furniture full of house. I had no room for it. So his dad and I just put it into giant storage lockers. But now that we're moving into a bigger house, I have to go through it all. And I've been struggling with like, do I involve the girls with going to the storage locker to go through everything? Is is it going to be weird for them to have some of like his furniture in the house or is that special that we have, you know, his leather chair from the living room, that kind of thing? Yes. My two cents is yes. I've been thinking about it a lot.
0: I say include What do you think? Oh, a hundred percent. Cause see when my dad died, my mom, you know, we had like a two week grieving period and then it was like, You know, all right, get on with it, you know. And she got rid of everything that he had, like the car that he drove, jackets, like everything. She just, you know, wanted everything gone. And then now, 20 years later, right, or even I can remember my brother, you know, he wanted to drive his car. And so, oh, my God, now I get emotional. But yes, I think you should include them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, now you're going to make me cry. See, I feel for that. Like, I'm like, oh, you know, it's so hard. But, yes, yeah. because I think they should, you know, we don't have many things. We don't have many things. And I think, like, and even even if they don't want to keep things, I think you should keep things of his because they'll want them later. Oh,
1: my God, I'm a mess. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now you make me cry on these. Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, you know, yeah. No. Yeah.
1: yeah. I think it is important because they tend to – and, and I understand it. Like, they tend to want to push away, not wanting a lot of his stuff, you know, seen. But, like, he had this, he, you know, Peter loved airplanes. And he would collect, you can get art that's made from airplane parts. Like, the actual window of the airplane,
0: oh, like, yes. cut out and it's
1: made to hang on the wall. Like, he had a bunch of that stuff that I have in storage. And, and I, I do want to hang it in the house. Like, I feel... There's a part of me that feels bad, like, do I want that in their face all the times when they're moving past it, but I want them to remember him. It's a very hard balance to figure out. You think when somebody close to you, like when you're thinking in the future, okay, if somebody that's close to me dies, like they die, it'll be very sad, and then you move on. But the, it doesn't work that way. There's all these things that come up even two years later, like Father's Day or hanging his furniture, or, you know, his art in the house as a reminder. There's, oh, it yeah. just I I didn't I I didn't expect grief to be such an ongoing situation. Forever. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Well, not forever. I mean,
1: everybody everybody has different.
0: You know, everyone is well, different.
1: Look, you're still crying about <laughs> it now. You know. 20 years later or
0: don't use me as an example I'm I'm an emotional mess
1: I cry over all the things
0: yes uh well that's true uh yeah I'm an emotional wreck 27 years later um so yeah they they may not move through it uh yeah I mean I just I think you should definitely even if you don't hang it you know I think keeping some things because I do think they're going to want it later it's you know being a teenager it's I was right where they was they were it's hard, right? Most of the kids their age are probably not going through what they're going through. So it's like, they you yeah. you know, at that age, you want to fit in. You want to, you know, so it's like, you're not going to be processing your grief with your friends. You know, you just want to be a part of the group. So I, I think, yeah, you should. But other people, I mean, certainly other people listening, they've been through it with spouses or yeah. siblings or something, you know, so I'm sure people will have a lot to
1: to weigh in on. Yeah. I think I'll ask them about the, if they want to come to storage with me to look through, what do we keep? What do we, you know, sell or donate? And if they want, you know, things hung in the house, like a piece of the art that he collected or, and if not, I'll just save it till more time has passed and maybe then it's easier. Oh, I think definitely. I like the, I like feeling like he's close to me. Like, I could really use a car that has a third row because the kids have friends and stuff, but I have Peter's car and I'm now you're gonna make me cry. Like I never want to get rid of it because it makes me feel close to him. Every time I drive it, we were never allowed to have food in the car. Like <laughs> no matter like what, the, even like after I'd just given birth and I just wanted McDonald's fries, <laughs> he would not let me eat the fries in his car. And now we obviously, get happy meals and everything else and eat in the car and there's French fries in the seats. But we laugh about it. Like, Oh my gosh, daddy must be rolling out of his eyes at us right now that we've got French fries in the car. And I sweet, I like that. I like having something that makes me feel close to him all the time, but they're different. They, they're not in a place right now where they want that reminder. Totally. Every day. Totally. It probably won't be for like,
0: I mean, it won't be probably for years later. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's going to be a while. But yes, I hate to see you get rid of everything. And then in eight years, the girls are like, hey, do you have that that, you know, dad had? Do you have this? You know, it's like, yeah, I think you want to save some things.
1: Yeah. I was going through stuff yesterday and I found his wallet. And oh, he didn't wow. really, like, it didn't look like it was used very much. And it was a really nice wallet. It's like a Gucci wallet. And I don't know, like, I... I wanted to keep it with me, but I asked them first, like I said, Hey, is that weird for you guys? Or do you care if I, you know, use daddy's wallet and I just think it's nice having one of his things. And they both responded. I didn't even know he had a Gucci wallet really. And the other girl, she was like, you get that Gucci mom, you use it. Like she laughed. So they laughed and it didn't matter to them, I don't know, but my point is, I guess we'll just go case by case basis yeah. and just keep talking. Just talk, it. talk, talk, run everything past each other.
0: Ooh, what a good topic today. Okay. I know,
1: we weren't even expecting that. No,
0: we went from summer we vacation, yeah, to, you know, grieving in tears. So there you go.
1: That's us. <laughs> that's Welcome us. to the circus. <laughs> that's that's, that's what, what we should name the podcast, the circus. The circus. It's
0: true. <laughs> All right. I have to go get a tissue. I did not anticipate needing tissues today. So there you go. Um, Natasha, where can people follow you?
1: At Miss Pink Monster, MS Pink Monster. Instagram's the best place.
0: All right. We'll see you next week.
1: Bye. Bye.